Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. You're feeling festive, Josh. You are one podcast away from putting up the Christmas decorations. I am. I am very excited. Um, I, I, <laughs> All right, I couldn't Scrooge. sleep last night in anticipation. Yeah, sure. You sound uh, absolutely hyped. I mean, it's still early in the morning, but... I guess I so, I guess so. I didn't sleep very well last night. I also didn't sleep very well because the heating is broken and it was absolutely freezing in here. I got home. It didn't help either that I got home from my late shift at about quarter past one. So my room had been, you know, empty for the most of the day with not even not even a new Xbox on to warm it up somewhat. So my oh. room was particularly cold. And I slept in, I did not get undressed. I got in my room and I was like, this is very cold. And I slept in my jeans, my T-shirt, jumper, hoodie and coat. Wow. Uh, I took my shoes off, but only to replace them with fluffy slippers. And then got into bed. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. Was that. And then I got out of bed this morning, uh, changed my slippers for some shoes <laughs> and went out and sold my old Xbox. Uh, because who wow. wants an old Xbox, Josh? It's 2020, I mean, really. Uh, I Well, um, I, I've still got mine. You didn't, you did, I, I was I was only joking, you don't need to sound quite so ashamed. It's fine. Oh, okay, good, yeah. It's fine, fine. What were you got an <laughs> Xbox for? You're living in the past or something? Um, I mean, you joke, but I, I, I haven't really played anything on the new Xbox. <laughs> no, I mean, I. Uh, what did I do yesterday? Oh, because last night I. I normally go straight to bed, to be honest. But I'd, uh, I, as I said, it was very cold, so I thought, oh, uh, you know, uh, I need to adapt to my uh, my surroundings here because I genuinely think it might be colder in here than it was in the car. And so I did actually turn the new Xbox on because my Xbox, my, as of last week, I did not have an Xbox Series X. But then all of a sudden. They became available earlier in the week and I was quick enough to, to get on that. And then it came like a day and a half later. Um, but so it arrived on Thursday. Uh, th yeah, Thursday. So I spent pretty much. Um, what did it arrive on Wednesday? I can't remember. I, I got home late one night from work and it was there and I took it upstairs and hooked it up. Yeah, it was Thursday. Um, so I hooked it up in like the early hours of Friday it would have been and obviously then had to just be like right well that's that you know there's a billion progress bars for it to work its way through as it transfers games from old Xbox to new Xbox and then patches all the games that can now run at 64k at 9000 frames per second and all that stuff so that was all that so then yeah as I got home last night it was cold and I thought oh, I'll give this a whirl and so I booted up Forza Horizon 4. That's meant to be a bit of a showpiece. And I, I thought, wow, these these menus are certainly very snappy now, which is nice. But then the game, I, I ran into this weird glitch where every time I backed out of the menu into the world, you know, to drive, it would instantly then kick, put me back into the pause menu as if it kept, like, triggering the pause menu to come up and it, would, it just wouldn't let me drive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had some issues with Forza Horizon as well, and I basically had to uninstall the game and reinstall the game. Brilliant. That's exactly what I want to hear when it's about 90 uh, gig uh, yeah, on a pretty so, slow um, internet connection. I guess you, you might not notice, but when the game boots up, there's like a, the, the like press A to start screen is a car driving away from you. Yes. Um, on my uh, Series X, when I first had it installed, it was a black screen. Oh, that well, that said I mean, press A to start. I was like, great. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't seem right good. at all. Yeah. Oh well, I didn't have that problem, but as I say, I, I couldn't really play the game. I, I got to use all my wheel spins and get some uh, credits and new cars, and then and that was it. That was the extent of my time with Forza Horizon <laughs> the, uh, Four. The Series X patch hasn't been done by um, Turn Ten or Playground Games. It's been done by a separate company or separate developers uh, they so, broke it uh well no comment seems seems that way anyway uh and then i um i played my favorite xbox game which is stare at all the games i have and be like oh god it's overwhelming i don't know what to do uh, mm, and then booted yeah. up assassin's creed odyssey which is a game i've had sat on my old xbox for the past two years 
untouched, unplayed. And as far as I'm aware, is no better on the Series X. But for some reason, I've chosen that as the game to play. And I ended up playing that for about three hours last night. So I was up to about four in the cold in all of my clothes, tucked up in bed, playing uh, not the new Assassin's Creed that actually takes advantage of the new console. But the previous, well, the, the previous Assassin's Creed, um, which does actually look very nice. I was kind of stunned by how good it looked. Like, honestly, if Valhalla looked as good as... If it had been Valhalla and it had looked like that, I would have been like, wow, this new Xbox is pretty powerful. So obviously, Odyssey for the time must have looked amazing. But I have since looked it up because I was like, is it, are they definitely not updated? This just does look very good. And it turns out that on Xbox One X, it ran at a, a dynamic resolution, which peaked at 4K, and on the Series X, that just means it's at 4K all the time. So oh, that's cool. There is, uh, without Ubisoft having to have done any work on it. So yeah, that game does look nice. And there was a reason why it did look particularly good. But anyway. Does does that game have auto HDR? I, I th- I'd imagine it would have had HDR anyway, so... Um, oh, right, okay. Oh, no, no something else sense. I did play for that reason to see the auto HDR was Geometry, uh, Geometry Wars 2. <laughs> Uh, that game looks legitimately amazing. <laughs> it looks really good. I need, need a new it, one of them. It looks really sharp. I don't know if it's had like an actual update to run at 4K because it looked really sharp. Um, but on but HDR, was, it looks great. Anyway, this has nothing to do with anything um, other than the fact that I think last week, Josh, we did actually say that uh, from now until Christmas, we were mostly going to be talking video games and finishing our theme park we, video game lied. review series but that was turned out to be a lie because uh, that was uh, on the proviso that there was no major news and then literally yeah, the next day news <laughs> uh and then uh universal were like hey um here's nintendo world and, and most of the stuff you didn't know about it yet here it is and then a couple of days after that they were said oh oh and jurassic world velocicoaster here's some stuff about that as well and then they also replied to us on twitter to say a cookie uh basically so it's been a big week of, of universal uh, news, Josh. Big, big news. Huge. Big news. Big news all around. Huge news. Uh, wh- where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Oh, God. Um, Jurassic World Coaster. Jurassic World Coaster. The excitement, Josh, in your voice today. Truly, truly palpable. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, I'm, I mean, obviously, we've seen the, this stuff during the week, so we, we have that initial hype. Uh I've seen it when it first reveals, and and now we get to talk about it, and it's uh, it's really cool. I think it looks really cool, really sick, 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 bro. Uh, yes, uh, I mean Universal famously played their cards very close to their chest with this ride for a very long time. Uh, I, I, it was getting to the point where I thought they might actually open it without comment. <laughs> <laughs> Just people suddenly, there's a new ride. People turn up one day, and it's like, oh, what's this all about? Uh, but we did eventually, I don't know how long ago this was at this point, maybe, I don't know, months, six weeks ago? Time is broken. It might have been longer than that, but it doesn't feel that long ago that they finally announced it and showed some concept art and things like that for Velocicoaster. But but this week they put out a little, uh, quite a stylish little hype video, about 30 seconds or so, just showing the coaster trains from a, a variety of sexy angles. And, uh, yeah, it's um, got a kind of... Uh, a, a, a kind of steel blue, I would say. Uh, look, it, it looks, it's kind of a similar blue to the uh, iPhone 12, would you say? The iPhone 12 Pro, which one is it? It's one of those blues that it reminds me of. Hello? Josh? <laughs> I don't know where he's gone. He's been stunned into silence by my cutting analysis of the colour of this roller coaster. But uh, I don't know where he is. I don't oh. know where he is. I'm just popping over into the Discord call. He is still on the call. Uh, we just can't hear him right now. So maybe I'll hang the call up and and reconnect. I'm still recording locally, friends. So I will just keep going. Oh. Oh. But uh, oh. uh, I've just dialed back into the call. Josh, are you there? Um. No, there's no, there's no sign of him. There's no sign of him at all. Right, well, I'll crack it on anyway. So if you haven't seen it, uh, it's up on the Universal Studios Orlando YouTube page. I think they put it on their Twitter channel as Hello? well. Uh, and also uh, a handy press release with some uh, details which I've lost track of whether or not Hello? they have been official up till now or just leaked. 
uh, because uh, oh. Alicia Stella in particular at Park Stop has done a lot of reporting about this ride to the point where we know almost everything oh. about it already. Uh, but, so I, I can't remember whether this was official or not previously. But anyway, uh, this is what Universal say. Designed right, for speed and engineered for the hunt. The coaster's revolutionary ride vehicle will send riders twisting and soaring across 4,700 feet of track oh, as they guts. encounter near misses, launches, 12 heart-pounding seconds of airtime and oh, more. With just Great. a lap bar restraint holding them in place. Uh, yes, that's probably the most eye-catching thing about the coaster train other hmm. than its iPhone 12-esque colour is the fact that it is indeed just lap bars which is fun I, i'm trying to think of a kind of uh, what's the most intense roller coaster i've been on that also only has a lap bar restraint and it may well be cheetah hunt at bush gardens uh, but i don't think that one goes upside down from what i can recall it's a very good ride though so yeah i think this would probably take the crown the very specific crown of most intense roller coaster with only a lap bar uh that sounds like an award they should put on a banner above the queue or something. Some, something about it must be more secure than the average lap bar, one would assume. But anyway, uh, Josh has, uh, is now offline on Discord, so he's completely gone. I don't know where he is. We'll, we'll wait and see what happens when he gets back, if he gets back. But um, until then, I guess it's just you and me. So, yeah. That is the Jurassic World Velocicoaster. It is due to open next summer. Of course, I'd always assumed that it was kind of designed to tie in with the release of the third film, Jurassic World Dominion. But that has been pushed to 2022, I think, because of coronavirus. So, but obviously the coaster will still open, uh, all being well, next summer. It just won't have well, a big movie attached to it. I've reset the, the time. Hub. Let's see if that works. But uh, yeah. Exciting stuff. I'm very much looking forward to it. There's plenty of pictures going around, especially on Bio Reconstruct on Twitter. He's posting regular this updated pictures, no uh, which show just how much progress is being made. The rock work in particular, I think, is starting to look very striking, very eye-catching. And I think, you know, there were some who were concerned about the whether it would seem like a bit of an eyesore in front of that Discovery Center from across the lake, which has always been a very nice view. But actually, I think it looks... Uh, it doesn't look as out of place as I thought it might, and I think we'll bring a nice level of kind of kinetic energy to that part of Islands of Adventure. So lots to look forward to there, I would say, with Jurassic World. Speaking of Jurassic World, Jurassic World Evolution, the video game. I've been playing that, actually. Now, we will talk about it in a, a week or two's time, hopefully, as part of our theme park video game review series but i did play some earlier in the week i was going to stream some but then i thought i don't know actually i I've, I've streamed theme park games before where i've gone in fresh and streamed and i don't know if that makes for a great viewing experience so i thought i'll play a bit of this uh off camera so that i can actually get to grips with it and know what's going on and i actually am quite enjoying it i've been kind of warned that it's that it wasn't great not particularly engaging it was quite a frustrating game to play it didn't perhaps uh, have the depth that you you might like uh, and give you as much creative freedom as you might like to build a Jurassic Park of your dreams and was maybe a bit too uh, objective focused if you like but I've actually been enjoying it I've just been playing the campaign I haven't got out of the first island yet there's I think four or five islands uh, um, the islands of death I believe they are called uh, and you're kind of tasked with building up a Jurassic Park Jurassic World theme park, presumably on each of these islands, which I think will all serve up their own specific challenges. The first one uh, doesn't really have any particular challenge to it. It's fairly hand-holdy and kind of just introducing you to all the basic ideas and mechanics. But I've been enjoying it. I've been playing it on Xbox. I'm actually very impressed with how it maps to a controller. I haven't had a problem with it on that side of things at all. Uh, and yeah, I, I guess from this point on, I'll, next time I play it, it will be on the new Xbox. So I wonder, you know, uh, whether it will benefit at all from HDR or uh, up-resing or I mean, better load times and uh, or something like that. We shall see. Uh, still no sign of Josh here, everyone. I don't know what's happened to him. I can only assume that his Wi-Fi has gone down. Maybe his parents have started doing the Christmas decorations without him and they've turned all the lights on around the tree and it's caused the power to cut throughout the rest of the house. Let's send him a text message here. I'm still... I'm still just cracking on because why not? Let's see. Uh, what's happening 
Uh, I'm still recording. Help. Uh, the messages have got blue ticks, so he is alive. And we await to see what his response could be, what exactly has happened here. Let's uh, let's wait. He's typing. He's typing. He's typing. My network my network connection has capped out. He says, and he's typing again. He's typing again. He's still typing, but only between my router and my room. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm not really a tech person. Well, I'm a consumer tech person, but I don't really understand how much of it works. So we'll just leave it at that. I don't really know what that means or how he plans to fix it, if at all. Let's just carry on, I suppose. Uh, what was I talking about? Jurassic World. Yeah. So the Velocicoaster next summer. Jurassic World Evolution. I will stream some at some point in the next few weeks. Maybe even this weekend. I don't know. I'll wait and see. I might have streamed already by the time you hear this. Who knows? But I'm easily pleased. Jeff Goldblum talks to you a lot. Uh, it plays the music from the movies. Um, yeah. I think Bryce Dallas Howard is in it as well. Or uh, She's a very good sound alike, at least. Uh, the Chris Pratt sound alike is awful. To the point where I'm not actually sure he's trying to sound like Chris Pratt. Um, but he, he doesn't sound like Chris Pratt. That's That's for certain. Anyway, everyone. What was this other big news? of the week that meant that we weren't going to be talking about video games today. Well, it was about Super Nintendo World. Specifically at Universal Studios Japan, we have a uh, opening date, which was earlier than I was expecting. It will open on the 4th of February 2021. Now, obviously, this was meant to open sort of last, well, summer just gone in time for the Tokyo Olympics, and obviously the Tokyo Olympics got pushed back to 2021. Theme parks were shut out in Japan as they were in basically all other parts of the world. For at least a period of the year, they have now reopened, of course. Um, but Japan is kind of shut to tourists at this point. There have been discussions about, you know, they're very confident, very bullish that they are going to get fans into stadiums for the Olympics in the summer, and specifically international fans, especially with vaccines coming online. They've started talking about whether people could have almost like vaccine passports to say, yes, I'm immune, I've got a vaccine, I can come in. I don't know whether they'll employ similar measures at theme parks moving forward when it comes to international visitors. I don't know. But February seems quite early. I think Japan probably won't be welcoming international visitors by then. So it will still be, I would imagine, uh, only really significant for locals. The fact that this is opening as early as February. But still exciting for theme park fans because it just means we will start getting more and more news uh, and more and more new looks at uh, Super Nintendo World. And that, of course, started this week with the announcement of the opening date. We did get a look at the land and uh, some more details of the Mario Kart ride, which was very, very cool. So the land does actually look quite small. It's packed with detail. I think, you know, we've all seen the pictures at this point. You've got Coopers flying around. You've got power blocks. You've got coins rotating all over the place. It's kind of uh, a feast for the eyes. It's very bright, very colourful, but... Uh, almost from above almost looks like a little diorama like a little dollhouse or something it, it has got it does look quite small uh, obviously i think ride wise there are only two to start with you've got the mario kart cooper challenge uh which is set inside bowser's castle uh, and then you're going to have that yoshi omni mover as well uh, oh 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 josh is back on the discord everyone josh is back on the discord i'm calling i'm dialing in i'm dialing in Dialing in. I'm dialing in. I'm ringing. Still ringing. Doesn't sound like I'm going to get. Doesn't sound like I'm going to get a response. All right, well, we'll leave it. I'll assume uh, he'll call me. He'll call me. He'll call me when he can call me. One would assume. Anyway, yes. My other main takeaway, other than the fact that it looked quite small so probably <laughs> looks like social distancing would probably be quite difficult uh, and then the other kind of um, uh, slightly coronavirus incompatible uh, feature of the land that I noticed was that Mario Kart will have AR goggles uh, like a visor 
uh, which was, you know, it was long rumoured, and I think by some long assumed, but obviously there was always this quite kind of doubt, you know, are they actually going to go the, the the full way with it and have AR functionality on this ride? And it turns out that yes, you will. And we don't really get any details really about its how it will be employed specifically, but I think, you know, people that know and like Mario Kart can probably envisage what it'll be. Uh, will probably be able to, you know, the AR goggles will probably um, project or allow uh, item boxes and things like that to be projected onto the track that, that we're being driven around uh, and pick things up and throw them at other cars. I assume that's what it's all about. It'll be interesting, you know, how much of a mix of uh, technology we can expect from this ride. How much of it is it, is it going to be like real sets and real props and animatronics? How much of it is going to be... Um, uh, 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 screens and how much of it is going to be augmented reality. The balancing act will be interesting, I think. Um, oh, 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 I've Josh, 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 are you there? Oh, are you recording? That's the key question. Are you still recording? Oh, no. Well, I'm still recording. Uh, are you recording right now? All oh, right. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think I'll be picking. I don't think I'll, I don't think my microphone will be picking you up, unfortunately. So, uh, listeners, I, I'm just, let me just feed back to you here. Uh, Josh, uh, I've got Josh on the line here, but you can't hear him. Uh, he's on a phone, uh, not a computer. His internet's dead. Uh, can 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 we confirm my working theory, Josh? Which is that your parents became impatient with you, started decorating without you. And had a comedy moment where they plugged in all the Christmas lights and uh, fuse went. Is that what happened? Can you confirm? Listen. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, right. Uh, listen, that, that is not what happened. Um, uh, we understand his parents should have however, started moving furniture so that there's a seamless transition between podcasting and decorating. But they haven't even done that. So there's going to be a further delay, it would seem. Uh, Josh, are you able to start up a recording? We could we could time you in here and uh, we could I could try and fudge it in the edit later. <laughs> it's going to be a challenge, but we'll see what I can do. Give it, I'm giving him two seconds, listeners. He's asked for two seconds. I will allow it. I'm hearing some rustling. Um, I'm hearing some fumbling. Let's let's cut to some pleasant music while we work out what's going on here. Uh, we'll be back very shortly here on the Park Rush Podcast. Josh is here. Josh, hello. Hello. Good to be back. How's it going? It's it's good to have you back. There was a, a period of uncertainty there where I finished talking about Jurassic uh, World's Velocicoaster and then uh, ambled on a little bit about Jurassic World Evolution, which I've been playing a bit of this week and I'm now looking forward to experiencing on the uh, Xbox Series X. Oh, yes. And now we're talking about Super Nintendo World. I say we, it's me. I don't. It's just, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I've had three callers on Josh since you've been gone. No, a bizarre uh, ton of events. It was. I, I've moved on to the Mario Kart ride, but I don't know if you had any specific thoughts on the on the land itself that we have seen uh, in the kind of various videos that have come out this week. Because my main takeaway was that it does, whilst looks fantastic visually, it does look quite small. Um, what what's kind of your takeaway from what you've seen? Uh, yeah, it looks like they tried to. They've packed in a lot into a, a fairly small space. It feels like, but then maybe that's because everything is um, so large. Like all of the elements mm. are really quite big to make you feel like you're a little Mario man. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Wahoo. Yeah, wahoo indeed. Uh, I get Mario is very small. That is true. Uh, I'd always assumed though that Mario was still a human of some description, but of course. 
Mario Odyssey throws up all sorts of questions about the nature of Mario. Is Mario true, a man, yeah. or are the people of the uh, of the uh, New Donk City are they humans, and Mario is some freak, or are they the freaks? Yeah, I'm personally looking a... forward to um, Mario Valhalla. Mario Valhalla, <laughs> yes, uh, Mario Valhalla hopefully will be a good one. Uh, they skipped Mario Origins, however, which was a shame. Um, I, I would I would absolutely love this, actually. Yeah, let's go back through the Assassin's Creed franchise and Mario-fy them. Uh, kind of like Mario and Rabbids, right? Because Ubisoft made that game. Yeah. Give them the oh, Mario license to combine with Assassin's Creed. Mario fights through the American Civil War. Mario in the Italian Renaissance. I mean, there's a oh. Mario joke in Assassin's Creed 2, is there not? Or Brotherhood or something? Where yeah. Uh, Ezio me. meets his uncle Mario. and he says, it's a me, <laughs> Mario. Uh, Mario as a pirate captain. Uh, he does get a pirate captain outfit in Super Mario Odyssey, I think. So he's halfway there already. Well, I mean, there um, you go. Mario in uh, the uh, during the, the the French Revolution. Uh, Mario in Victorian London. Uh, all right, Governor, it's me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did we get onto this? What's happened? Uh, I was Mario. being so professional, and now you're back, and it's I'm a nightmare. From outer space. <laughs> uh, the Mario Kart ride here um, confirmed that it will use augmented reality goggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen them. They look cool. They do look cool, actually, yeah. Uh, I was speculating to myself, uh, which sounds like a euphemism. It wasn't uh, about how the, the augmented reality might be employed on Mario Kart. In turn, you know, will it will will um, like AI drivers be augmented reality, or will it just be item boxes and, and power ups and things like that, or will it be you know how much of this ride will be screens versus sets versus props versus AR? Do you have any thoughts? Um. I would imagine that the boxes and the uh, like weaponry is going to be mm. AR. Um, and uh, and I guess AI will also be AR. That makes the most sense to me. Yeah, um, I guess so. I guess so. I, you would hope the AI is quite dynamic, right? So that you know, every time you ride. I mean, I think the cars obviously are on tracks. Uh, the yes. cars that the guests will actually be in, and it should be noted, I think that it's it looks like four per car, from what yep. I can see. Uh, I I was kind of hoping, you know, I I I, it's, I I wondered if you would almost be like hitching a ride on a character's car, if you know what I mean, like almost like um, double dash on the GameCube, where you have a driver okay. and you have someone in the back throwing the items. I wondered if it'd be like that. You That'd know, be cool. Like you pick. Yeah, but it seems like you'll you'll be a racer. You know, the guests will be considered uh, racers, and you will be racing against you know Mario and all the other guys. Um, but yes, I think actually it would make sense for the drivers to be AR because then you could you maybe be a bit more dynamic, like an actual video game. Actual video game. Will there be rubber banding like the actual video oh, game? That no. is a, that is a question. Would it be coins to pick up? Oh, you would hope so. Will there be a DLC? Will I have to pay to Drivers Link? <laughs> Will I have to pay to get the Mercedes GLC? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Man, they, but it looks AR, very those cool. AR goggles are cool. They did the AR goggles. I highly recommend if you haven't seen them, going and checking them out. The the Bowser's Castle set looks fantastic. We haven't really seen any of the ride in action, but uh, I think everything I've seen of it. From the outside, the castle, the interior, the cars themselves, the AR goggles, it all looks really, really cool. And I think they've come up with a, I assume this is going to be called the Universal Cup, because obviously, you know, Mario Kart, there are, how many cups are there if you go into Grand Prix mode at this point? Is, like, is it 16 or 8? Yeah. I can't remember. Um, there's a lot. There's but, 8, um, I think. This one uh, looks like a new cup. There's a, a picture here of a, uh, a Mario Kart-looking gold trophy with the Universal Globe popped on the top there. So maybe the Universal Cup is a thing. And then I wonder if it will be a unique track or if it will be lifted from one of the games. I, I don't know. Obviously, Rainbow Bowser's Road. Castle is is a track. 
I would hope that this is almost going to be like a greatest hits of Mario Kart tracks all smashed together into one oh, crazy yes. yeah. uh, interdimensional track where you're sort of hopping between Bowser's Castle and you've got to have Rainbow Road, uh, I would imagine. And, but the Paul Ricard and, of tracks. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Paul Ricard is a track. Ignore me. You don't uh, even so, know what yeah. Paul Ricard is, do you, Tom? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Paul Ricard yeah. is a, a practice circuit down in uh, the south of France, owned by uh, former Formula One mogul Bernie Eccleston. Um, oh, okay. The Hobbit man. Yes. Currently hosts the French uh, Grand Prix, uh, and he's like has loads of different variations on the circuit, which. Um, and certain corners have been taken to represent certain tracks. Right. It's an absolutely garish track. It's, it's kind of awful, but um, it's kind of cool that you can. There's like 36 different layouts on this one circuit. It's kind of mad. It does sound mad. Um, so that's Mario Kart, to give it his full name Mario Kart Cooper's Challenge. Uh, it's a five minute ride. I don't know if it will have that same name internationally i'm going to guess no because i didn't realize this but cooper is bowser that is um okay in 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 japan bowser is cooper which is why i guess you have the cooper kids in you know they they are commonly known as the cooper kids in you know in the west but bowser has always been bowser Uh, but in japan he is cooper is he is he mr b cooper i don't know uh, he's an actor, isn't he? <laughs> That's true, yeah. Mate, oh man, imagine that. A, a new Super Mario film where Bradley Cooper is Bowser. Bowser. <laughs> the, uh, the one, oh, one concern can you imagine this is absolute this? curveball? It's called Cooper's Challenge, but it's actually just a karaoke sesh where you need to uh, compete with Bradley Cooper for Lady Gaga's affections. Oh, wow. I'm in. I, I mean, oh, well, look. The only reason I wouldn't do it is because I wouldn't want to embarrass Bradley Cooper, Josh. Well, of you course, know, he wouldn't yeah. have any chance up against me. Talent such as as yourself. The talent looks. I've got the lot. The lot. Yeah. I'm a, only when I'm, I'm a sleeping little... in my dreams. <laughs> I'm a little concerned uh, about the bright colours of this park that uh, they're going to. Uh, kind of get sun bleached quite quickly. So oh, that's a be... very technical and nerdy observation that I would not have considered. Yes, thank you. Um, and I think certainly like uh, the... Why don't you write a blog on it, you nerd? Ooh. No one care. The Yoshi ride obviously goes outside and that's the thing you're going to be most up close with. Mm. So you're going to like, you'll specifically be able to see the sun bleaching of the, the colours as they fade. So I'd imagine it's going to need a fair bit of um, upkeep. Yeah, and they're going to have to disinfect those AR goggles every ride. Oh, God, yeah, so, especially now. I mean, if you don't expect that from anyone, it would be the Japanese, right? They've got this sort of culture of um, being relatively clean in, in that regard. Um, yeah. Or, or certainly seen from a, from a Western point of view where we shake everyone's hands and we don't care about face masks and... Yeah, yeah, exactly. If this opened in, uh, if this opened here, uh, the cleaning process for the AR goggles would just be a bloke who's been chewing gum all day, just spits on him and wipes him with his t-shirt. Yeah. Like, Here you go, that, do. <laughs> your, your turn. Because uh, that was a, that was a big thing in uh, when VR first came out, in, in and it was going through like the different conventions in the US, mm. and people kept getting pink eye because they weren't yes. cleaned. Well, that was always why. That was one of the main reasons. That, you know, the hygiene was why I, I found the idea of, you know, when Kraken had VR on it briefly, I just thought that was a horrible idea. I wouldn't want to, you know, I wouldn't want to pull on a VR helmet that's been worn by dozens of people throughout the day on a hot, sweaty Florida afternoon. That would, no. that would be awful. Uh, no thanks. No. At least with the, like, the 3D glasses that you get, you can, they they look, they've always looked clean, right? Sure. But, I feel like you get them and you're like, these have been through a cleaning process. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I can't say I've ever really had any concerns, but I, you know, I literally would never have thought twice about, oh, are these are these glasses? Have they been cleaned? Whereas now, obviously, it's like, ah, you've mentioned the Yoshi there, Yoshi's Adventure. That's the other ride that will be opening uh, for, for for opening day. Super Nintendo World is described as a treasure hunting adventure. Uh, guests need to find the three coloured eggs that lead the way to the golden egg that Captain Toad was seeking. Uh, have you played Captain Toad, the game? Uh, I, yeah, I have. The treasure, treasure tracker? Tre treasure. Yeah. yeah it's I really so adorable. Mm. I haven't you played the finish it in like DLC, an right? afternoon. I think there is... Is there DLC? I can't remember. I don't there's know if there's additional, DLC additional... for the... There's a DLC for like the Wii. It was a Wii U game, right? Was there DLC for that and it's just included in the Switch version or is there DLC for oh, the Switch yeah, version? Oh, yeah, that might be right. No, I, I think know. you're right with the first one. It, there was a I played DLC it on the for the Wii U and then, yeah, on the Switch it was just available. Yeah, it's a good fun uh, game. And I, yeah, I really like, having... like controlling the camera around that. But... Yeah, it looks, it looks so good as well. Like Nintendo games in HD... Like you play a lot of games these days that are that are only HD or you know sub HD in some cases still, and you're like, oh, this looks pretty grimy. But Nintendo games still look amazing at like 720p, 1080p. It's all that art obviously just scales really well. Can you imagine 4K Captain Toad? Oh, if you think that's bad, Tom, try and watch BT Sport when your dad refuses to pay for HD. I mean, BT HD, I don't think looks very good anyway. So um, I always can absolutely notice when you flip from a Sky, uh, a Sky HD, or certainly a Sky 4K, but even a Sky HD broadcast to a BT Sport HD broadcast, I always think BT doesn't look as good. Right, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, uh, Captain Toad, yes. Um, so this right, as you say, Josh, it will be going sort of... I think it's sort of in and outside. You'll get a spectacular view of the uh, of the land. One would have thought. And, yeah, uh, it looks, looks like you get a really cool like overview of the whole park from the ride. Looks really cool. Yeah, I think the whole land's going to have a lot of kind of kinetic energy to it because you, you're going to have the Yoshi. I mean, I know they're slow moving, obviously, but you'll have the Yoshi's moving around. But also, there are just loads of uh, moving elements of the set dressing throughout the land like the spinning coins and the cloud moving and the uh you know the goombas wandering around and stuff like that yeah and i think it's going to be very high energy yeah there's so much of this land <laughs> if you were designing it now with coronavirus in mind you'd be like yeah we're not doing that we're not doing that and we're not doing that Nuts, mate. no ar goggles no punching blocks uh probably just no theme park <laughs> <laughs> there's a yeah. there's a there's one shot of the Yoshi ride where a, a small uh, Japanese child, I'm guessing with his mum, has seen something he is particularly excited about. Yes, um, and uh, yeah, if I'm 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 all for that. It, but this makes it look like it's trackless. I don't. Is that the case? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's it's still actually, you know. I mean, the key thing for me is to see Mario Kart in action, but there are there's more besides that that we still don't know about this land. One would imagine it will probably not be something that you know. This is a fairly obviously big news dump here, uh, and it's come you know in December. So I'd imagine this is the last update we get until early next year, and uh, I would expect we get one more kind of news dump on this land before it opens, yeah. And then that, and then obviously it'll open. So. Yeah, there's still plenty we don't know about this. Uh, they did also, though, however, talk a little bit more about the power-up band, which is one of the thing, one of the few things they had really gone into a lot of detail about before. We have a price. It's going to be three thousand two hundred yen, which comes to thirty-one US dollars. So, I think that's all right. That seems fairly reasonable. Uh, I thought you could have put the dollar sign before the first price for a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, no, that's the spider bots at Disney World that oh. we talked about last week, Josh. Oh yeah. But, uh, okay, how much is Disney Magic Band? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never had one before. Uh, there are. I think we actually are going to go for them if we if we end if we are able to go in the spring. We will go for Magic Bands this time. But I've we've never had them before. But I think uh, this power up band sounds like it's probably worth getting. I think if you're going with kids, especially, 
it sounds like the level of interactivity around the land is actually quite, you know, even more substantial than the wands, for example, at Harry Potter. So it sounds like it will actually add a lot to the experience, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Collecting uh, coins so and things. 15 bucks plus tax for a magic band. That's that's all right. But they don't really do anything, do they? I mean, they... No, it's just a ticket. To, well, if you're staying on site, you get one anyway. In them yeah. That uh, should be able to do a lot more than they're currently doing with it. I mean, the best thing that the Magic Band's ever done, and I think I've, I've mentioned this on the show before, is Disney Infinity. You put the Magic Band on the base, you unlock stuff in the game. Pretty cool. Did you, Disney Infinity did you for buy life. a Magic Band especially for that? No, I didn't actually. I'd always, I always kind of oh. wished that maybe I had done that. But what a let I mean, as far as I know, that functionality would still work. I think Disney Infinity, you can still play it. You just can't download people's creations anymore and play online. But I think, right, I think yeah. I could still play it myself and and use the Magic Band in in that way. Uh, so that's Super Nintendo World. And then to complete our trifecta of of Universal news, Universal themselves or itself. Which is it? I don't know. Could be either. Uh, chimed in, Josh, to assist with a cookie hunt. And uh, this is big news. I've never felt so seen uh, to, as being tweeted by... I, mean, so I don't know about you, Josh. I have been tweeted this week by Universal Studios and Xbox. Yeah, it's big. It's big time. You go uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I am. Uh, sorry, who are you again? <laughs> So uh, people, long-time listeners will know that I'm obsessed, obsessed with the, uh, or with a certain cookie uh, that can be found at Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure. Specifically for me, at least, I have always uh, picked one up from the Croissant Moon in Islands of Adventure and the San Fran Bakery at Universal. It is, I think, officially just called a chocolate chip cookie. I think that's the only information on the uh, on the sign. Uh, where they live uh, but it's quite a large cookie and josh you uh f- you had one for the first time last year uh on the back of my recommendation and you enjoyed it very much no uh yes i can't quite believe that it was only last year but yes uh i very much enjoyed it it was a good uh, i had it as basically my breakfast for the day um yep that's that's always what i do an iced what a, coffee what a way to and start that, the day and that cookie is about mid-morning you know we get to the park we do all the big hitters and then we go and recharge for the rest of the day at about 11 o'clock normally, half 10. A cookie and a coffee is all I need, and I'm good to go again. Anyway, uh, yeah. uh, listener uh, of the show, uh, there, there are some of them out there, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, John Self, who has uh, done a little audio report for us before, actually, when, um, what was that about? Was that the, was that the Bourne show? Uh, Bourne. Yeah. Spectacular show. Uh, he has been on the hunt. He's been. He's at Universal. I think he's still there. He's been there this week anyway. And he's been on the hunt for this cookie because he's heard us going on about it so much. And he was he was tweeting us pictures <laughs> from <laughs> different cafes and bakeries at Universal, being like, "Is this the cookie?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, keep looking. That's not <laughs> it." That was slightly complicated by the fact that Croissant Moon right now is only open at weekends. Uh, yes, and he and he was he wasn't there at weekend. So the first ones he found were Zeus Landing cookies, which looked pretty good, I must say. So Josh, have you got these pictures with you? I don't know if we can kind have, of analyze yeah. here what we've got here. So these cookies here are from Doctor Zeus. Uh, we've got are these cookies. So we've got cookies like very heavily iced cookies made to look like Doctor Zeus book covers. I don't know about those. I think they'd probably make me feel sick. But then there's some cookies in the back there that look very chunky. They almost. I think if you if you showed those to a very sort of uh, traditionally British person, they might even say, "Oh, I don't know, that looks more like a rock cake." What do you think? They do look rock cakeish, but I, I agree with you. Um, mm. I don't know if that is the uh, depth perception, uh, you know, going on Ooh. from the Ooh. from the photo and oh, because the glass mm. will be that he's shooting into will be at an angle as well. So, right, yeah, quite um, possibly. I have seen uh, cookies like that on sale. You get them in like fancy boxes from uh, your fancier supermarkets. Oh, fancier supermarkets such as um, Lidl. What's a fan? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, fine. I was, no, uh, I thought you were going to say like 
Whole Foods. But I guess they no, don't sell cookies because, like, you know, they're nice. They only like, sell like nuts and seeds. Like your Weight Rose. Oh, right, yeah. And your uh, Marks and Spencers. Of course, yes. Um, uh, actually, Co-op do uh, some cookies that look very much like this, but they seem like they're premium range. Oh right! I can't remember what they call their premium. Range. I mean, these cookies look perfectly good. I, I, I'm, I would, I would, I would probably indulge and and see what they're all about. Yeah, I've got one I, on the left there that almost looks like I don't know what that's meant to be, like some sort of red velvet cookie, maybe. Does does look like that? I was thinking maybe they do love like their red velvet over there. And then the one in the middle is a very chocolatey looking, quite chunky construction. And then the one on the right, I reckon, is just some sort of sugar cookie. I should say, yeah. if you if you want to see these pictures, uh, just go on the Park Rush podcast. Twitter page and look through our mentions uh, or, or look, through our, look through our tweets and see the tweets we've replied to. You'll see all these. Uh, so John moved on from there, recognising that these weren't, this was, there was good cookies here, but they weren't the cookie. So he moved on. Uh, checked Jurassic Park, where I, I actually think I may have seen the cookie in question previously, uh, but no cookie there, John said. So So we kept working. At which point, I tweeted Universal. I said, hey, help a man find his cookies. But before they got back to us, John did check the croissant moon, and this is when he found out it's only open at weekends right now. However, the menu outside did suggest that they still sold the cookies that we're looking for. $3, flavours, chocolate chip, macadamia nut, and peanut butter, which yeah. sounded familiar to me. I, th I think he was onto it, but obviously him being there on a weekday, ideally we needed to find somewhere else that did these cookies. Yeah, also uh shout out to the uh, use of the Oxford comma there. Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, One of the biggest uh, dilemmas uh, I've ever had, like moral dilemmas I've ever had, I remember it. Uh, I can't remember when it was. It was a few years ago, I think. But Trump, in one of his mad tweets, used the Oxford comma. And I was reading the tweet, getting increasingly angry about what it was saying, and then got to the end and saw the Oxford comma and was like, oh, I can't hate the man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it, it's tough. I know, I know. It made me question everything I thought I knew about him. I was like, oh, but he uses the Oxford comma. He's a man, he's a man of... Uh, of culture. Principle. <laughs> of principle. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, he's a man of culture, principle, and standards. And uh, uh, course, I hope you yeah. know, listeners, where the Oxford comma went there. Anyway, uh, Universal then chimed in, Josh. What cookies are we looking for? With an emoji, a, a, a personable emoji. Yeah. Uh, Pastel John still hunting for these cookies. Universal then gave us some substantial information. Not sure if they are 100% the same, but we are... But we, I like The wording of this is funny to me because it suggests some poor social media intern got sent out <laughs> to just wander the park looking for, the, looking for what might be the right cookies because it says, not sure if they are 100% the same, but we were able to find out that Today Cafe, which I think opened this year or maybe... Last year, it was it was being worked on when I was last there in spring of 2019. So I've not it been to the Today Cafe. I got there. Ah, oh, when, when was opened. that? Sort of May 2019? Uh, June, May, yeah, May, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, yes, uh, they're baked, uh, sells cookies that are baked in-house. Uh, so could try there today or tomorrow. And then the Crossup Moon Bakery will be open on Saturday. So there we are. Um According to Universal, that cookie could well be available at the Today Cafe as well. But then John found other cookies. Uh, he found Santa's Dream Cookie at, uh, I don't know where this is actually. Um, it looks like perhaps in Toon Lagoon, based on the some of the decoration. Yeah. There's an Earl the Squirrel banner nearby. And I don't know who Earl the Squirrel is, but if I had to guess... Based on my knowledge of Islands of Adventure, I would say he is a Toon Lagoon guy. I like these cookies. Anyway. Though. I think these are quite cool. They're, they're they're obviously just kind of just generic. Uh, yeah, sugar they're sort cookie. of gen generic sugar cookie with lots of icing, and then uh, jelly beans are they to represent Christmas lights? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Different flavored hmm. jelly beans to represent Christmas lights. I think it's a cool touch. 
Yeah. Uh, then John did track down the San Fran bakery. And this is where actually I started to get a bit worried because he took a picture of lots of cookies, but none appeared to be the cookie that I know and love. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. There Maybe are some, the cookies don't exist anymore. Some great, uh, some great treats here, though, I have to say. There are. Uh, what's the highlight for you, Josh? You've got a chocolate crunch cookie here, which seems like it's got like uh, M&Ms in it. Um, yep. I'll tell you, actually, sorry to chime in quickly. I'll tell you who does do an actually good M&M cookie is Bush Gardens. Sultan Sweets, uh, which is a ice cream parlor slash bakery, uh, which is where we normally go for our uh, breakfast there. Uh, we just want a pastry. And uh, their cookies are pretty good in there as well. I was going to go with uh, Mealy's Cookies. Millie's Cookies. Um, uh, oh, okay. well, these cookies that John is... Yes, these look quite Millie's cookie, Cookies-esque, actually. Yeah, uh, th they did... Uh, I think it used to be called a Smarty Cookie. I think it, they've changed to M&M's, but it used to be on a stick, so you could hold it like a lollipop. And eat it like that. Ah. Um, look at that cat-in-the-hat cookie. Uh, I was going to say, the peanut butter cup cookie looks banging as well. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, there are some good options here, but not the but not the cookie. Not the cookie. But then a second picture from San Fran Bakery. Sorry, no. The first San Fran picture was the San Fran Sweet Shop, which I think is different. Then he went into San Fran Pastry Company and found what I think are the cookies. Now they do actually, Josh. I don't know about you. They do look a bit different to how I remember them. The chocolate chips look a bit bigger, or do the cookies look smaller? Um, I would say the cookies look smaller. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I would say that maybe the Croissant Moon is doing a giant version of this cookie, whereas this is a normal size version of the same cookie. Mm, maybe. Maybe. It doesn't say giant, it just says chocolate chip cookie. That's true. But I want to say that historically, I've always found the cookies at San Fran and Cross Up Moon to be the same. And that is one of the key reasons why, well, we all had, you see, over the years, we've all had go-to breakfast items at Universal. And we right, have found yeah. that the most consistency across the two parks, uh, when it comes to the, the, the ones we go for, are San Fran and Cross Up Moon. They tended to have the same selection of things we, we liked to get for our sort of brunch time, which were always... Uh, uh, appropriately for the croissant moon especially a croissant uh, a kind of savory croissant maybe a, a turkey croissant was always a favorite but i think they had, they didn't have that last time we were there so i think we got a i think it might have been a beef croissant instead but that was actually maybe better than the turkey croissant we'd been subjected to all those years <laughs> so maybe we should have had the beef croissant before then uh, the strawberry flan was always a favorite as well but that is that's been replaced that had been replaced as well last year with just a fruit flan just more fruit on it instead of just strawberries which i don't know some might prefer that but we're a bit disappointed but then my cookie was the uh was the, has been the sole survivor for 20 years always had this cookie the uh, um San Fran glad it's still there. is not a great spot for uh like breakfast it's too it's too far around for me for breakfast uh, well, I mean, for us, for us, the reason it, it kind of continued to be a breakfast place in recent years was that uh, uh, quite often our days at Universal slash Islands now, we'll start at one of them and then uh, by, around, uh, by about mid-morning, we might be thinking about hopping on the Hogwarts Express. So it may well be that if we've started the day at Islands and, uh, and, and think that we'll have breakfast at Universal, uh, when you come out of Hogwarts, or to come out of King's Cross, obviously, you're only just across from the San Fran Bakery really of it's just a bit down yeah. so that's quite convenient but to be honest uh the vast majority of the time we go to the croissant moon that has become that that's kind of the go-to and regardless of which park we actually start at we will make our way to the croissant moon some way somehow for breakfast uh but yeah that was a thrilling journey to be uh, to be part of i think it spanned several hours maybe even multiple days uh, tracking down that cookie with the help of John and uh, and the Universal account, and um, I'm glad to say that John uh, said uh, that his spouse uh, liked the chocolate chip cookie uh, and approved of it. So oh. I'm I'm glad to have been of service there, and 
listeners, if you're out there and heading to Universal slash Islanders anytime soon, uh, I want to experience it for yourself. It seems like Croissant Moon is the most reliable source of the chocolate chip cookie that we know and love. Uh, but San Fran Bakery do some uh, either either the same or a something very close to it. But I think to be on the absolute safe side, if you want the premium guarantee, uh, Croissant Moon is the place, I would say. But obviously at the moment, only on weekends. Yeah. Well, that was a... That was an epic of a podcast. Uh, unexpected disruption halfway through. This is going to be an absolute joy to edit, I can tell you now. <laughs> this is the rest of my Saturday gone in a flash. Well, So it's I, not I'm, going to be a flash. It's going to be several hours. I'm glad to be of service, Tom. Oh, it's just a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Well, you go and enjoy your blooming Christmas decorating. I, I and will, I will uh, slave away in front of uh, Adobe Audition salvaging this mess, which, to be fair, is kind of the MO every week, but even more so on this occasion. Uh, yeah. I think uh, just one last thing before we uh, round, us, round this all off. Oh, my uh, obviously God. Big fans of Bond on the show. Uh, yeah. Um, did you see the collapse of the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico, Tom? We did, yes. We covered the story at work, and I was very keen that the Bond angle be uh, explored. And so I, uh, I, 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 I played with the with the top line of the story and the and the headline to bring Bond to the fore. I really wanted to come up with a. I mean, in the end, I played it. I played a headline. I mean, it came up a headline. It was like I don't know, giant telescope scaled by Bond and used to search for aliens collapses. I think. <laughs> Get Bond and aliens in there. Jobs are good. And I did want to come up with something a bit wittier, maybe playing on a line of dialogue from Goldeneye, but I couldn't really make it work. Uh, you know, obviously the famous for England James line. I was made. Yeah. Is there any way I can do something with that? But probably not. So I yeah, gave obviously. up in the end. Yeah. The uh, What a film. What an ending. Uh, such what a, a shame film. to see uh, the observatory... Uh, fall into such a, a state really it's a shame yeah absolutely but um oh well oh well i think sean bean is still there or the the, the corpse of six double six yeah maybe uh, mm. great film absolutely uh maybe one of my favorite well no de well definitely one of my favorites i was going to say maybe my favorite i think it might be second to casino royale actually oh. But uh, it's up there for sure. It's. Uh, I would say this is my favourite. Both directed by the same guy, I think. Actually, Martin Martin Campbell, I think it is the director. I think he did both of those. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he has been. He has obviously got credentials. You know, if you want to relaunch Bond, he's the guy. So maybe they should get him to do the uh, the next one. Whenever that may be. If Whenever that may be. Although, yeah, to be unless already. Daniel Craig's just trolling everyone again and. There will, in fact, be uh, a second time to die. Uh, yes. No time to die again. No mm. time to die another day. Um, uh, maybe no time I was to wrong rise when again. I said twice. Maybe it's three times. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, all right. Well, this is um, this is hit an hour. This might be. The, is it? Have we done an hour before ever? I think. Uh, I think we have actually. But we, it might have been a very long time. It's been a while. I mean, this might come in less than an hour once I've edited it. But know uh, this, uh, listeners. We've been. I've been. I have an audio file in front of me that is now exceeded an hour, which is deeply concerning. I don't like it. Anyway, congrats. Uh, are you done? Are we done now? Is there any more? Uh, no, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, the plan next week then is to continue the theme park video game review series. But maybe we'll have jinxed it again. There might be more news. Who knows? Disney are just going to be like, hey, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy is open. Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> Cosmic Rewind, it's here. Um, we'll, we'll wait and see, I suppose. But the plan is to get back to that. We've got a few more games to play. I'm going to stream some Jurassic World Evolution probably this week. Uh, I may have already done some by the time you hear this, to be honest, but uh, I, I will always strive to, to plug it on Twitter when we do some streaming. Uh, and now that I've got my Xbox Series X, I can play the optimum version of Planet Coaster Console Edition, Josh. Oh, you Exciting. can. Exciting times. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show as John did this week, you can do so on Twitter at Parkrush Podcast or on email podcast at parkrush.com or you can open your window, shout really loud. Uh, might hear you depending on where you are. Uh, you can also find every episode that we've done at parkrush.com. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe, you can do so on your podcasting app of choice. And you can find the show notes each week at joshualawrence.info. I think that's everything, Josh. I think that is, Tom. Fine. Uh, the only only other one only other one that I did forget uh, is, of course, the Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash parkrush. That's where we stream video games. All right, everyone. Uh, take it easy, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. See ya.